Hundreds of firefighters are continuing to tackle wildfires across Europe and the Mediterranean, which have forced thousands of people to be evacuated. The Greek Prime Minister, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, says Greece needs to take more steps to combat the effects of climate change. Bethany Bell is in Rhodes. Bethany, what are you here? The situation here weather-wise is a bit cooler than it's been over recent days but the wind is up and there are concerns that uh, that could send smouldering embers flying through the air and sparking, sparking off new blazes. Uh, there's also concern about uh, a situation in mainland Greece yesterday where a fire um, reached an ammunition depot belonging to the Greek Air Force uh, and there were explosions there. Now, the authorities say the situation is currently under control. They're trying to um, put coolant on that area. But there is the possibility that some of these explosives could have been sent over a, a larger distance and that they could still be active. So we're told that the situation there is still critical. Uh, in, in other news, there is a funeral today for one of the two pilots who was killed earlier this week in Evia uh, when his plane crashed and the president of Greece is going to be at that funeral. And here people very much concerned that new fires could break out. Several areas of Greece are on high alert, including Attica around Athens, the Peloponnese and the island of Crete. Bethany, there's been discussions uh, by the Greek Prime Minister. He's brought up the issue of climate change and the need to uh, spend more time preparing to, to mitigate the effects of climate change. What do you think the government is planning to do? Well, we're hearing, going to hear from the climate crisis minister this morning, where we hope to hear some more details about that. But Mr. Mitsotakis was saying that as well as tackling the climate crisis, it's also important for Greece to look into its uh, fire fighting measures and its fire protection measures, doing more to um, clean up the forest to make sure that there's not combustible material that could uh, be set alight. But uh, for everybody here in Greece, they realise the severity of this situation uh, and how on an island here like Rhodes, it's impacting tourism, which is its economic lifeline. Okay, Bethany, thank you for speaking to us. Bethany Bell in Rhodes. Well, let's cross now to southern Italy and our correspondent, Sofia Batitsa. Sofia, uh, Sofia um, tell us what you've been hearing where you are. Well, silly. Well, Celia, temperatures here in southern Italy have dropped significantly in the last few days, but firefighters here are still hard at work. They've had to battle more than 3,000 fires in the last few days. And you can see the aftermath of one of those fires um, that entire valley used to be green, but now all you is burnt out trees and charred terrain and I think that really gives you an idea of the scale of the damage here in Calabria. Now many of these fires have been blamed on arsonists. We spoke to some experts here who told us that up to 60% of the wildfires we've been seeing here in Italy have been started by people. 
So of course the question is why would anybody want to start a deadly fire? Well, it's lots of reasons. It could be by accident. It could be to settle a local dispute, especially here in the countryside. Um, it could be some people are even blaming firefighters themselves, saying that they start some of these fires so that they can get more funding. But what a lot of people here have told us is that mostly it's pyromaniacs who want to create chaos. Well, chaos indeed. I mean, looking at the, the, the scene behind you, uh, Sophia, Italy is so dependent on the tourist trade. Can you tell us now that those involved in the tourist industry are sort of left to look at, at, at the ashes, really, uh, how are they going to recalibrate now? Well, that's a really good point. You know, the wildfires that we've seen in the last few days and these consecutive heat waves have hit several countries in southern Italy. You know, uh, it, there's several countries in southern Europe, Italy, Greece, Spain, Portugal, and those countries heavily rely on tourism. Greece, for example, one quarter of its GDP comes from tourists. So this is really problematic. What we are seeing here, you know, speaking to people is that you know, there's an understanding that these high temperatures could be the new normal. We could be seeing something very similar next summer, for example. Um, and so what a lot of people here told us is that, that you know, that tourism could change. Not so much that people would want to come to places like southern Italy or southern France, but that they might come at different times of the year. So rather than picking July and August, they would come, let's say, in May or September. And of course, another issue here with tourists is that they tend not to follow the guidance that is being given out by governments, by local governments, about how to behave and how to stay away from the sun. You know, for example, one of the main things that people are being told here in Italy is try and avoid alcohol, avoid coffee, avoid heavy food, and don't go in the sun in the afternoon. But, you know, the tourists we spoke to here told us we've only got a very limited amount of time. We're not going to stay in, a hot, in our hotel for hours. We're not going to avoid Italian food, for example. And so what we have seen in the last few days is several tourists who collapse, get heat stroke and have to be hospitalized. Oh, a serious situation there in southern Italy. Thank you for taking us through that, Sofia Betizza. Well, going back to Bethany Bell now in Rhodes. Bethany, Sofia had just mentioned the situation even for the Greek economy that is so dependent on tourism. Where are the discussions going in relation to trying to either stabilize the tourist industry in the wake of possible future heat waves and wildfires, or is there discussion of maybe trying to broaden the, the uh, dependence away from tourism? Well, an island like Rhodes is one of Greece's top tourist destinations. And at the moment, the situation here is that roughly a third of the island it has been evacuated and there are hotels which are sitting empty and even though in some areas the fires have been put out it's unlikely that they'll be able to bring tourists back certainly for the next few weeks and and that is a very very big issue for the not just for the hoteliers here but for the economy of the island as a whole and also for Greece you know um, there are concerns officials have told us that uh, 
people see uh, the pictures on television, they get frightened about whether to come or not. And tourists are still arriving here in Rhodes, but there are, of course, some of those who booked in hotels in areas which were evacuated can't go to them now. Uh, and there have been warnings, certainly from the UK government, that uh, people need to look at their insurance policies to see uh, how they might be compensated if they lose their holidays. But this is an enormous issue for Greece. And, and as I said before, we're hoping to hear this morning from Greece's minister for the climate crisis to see whether there are more concrete details expressed about how Greece wants to try to tackle this problem. Bethany, it's amazing to hear that people are still arriving in Greece, uh, on the island of Rhodes. Can you tell us about the infrastructure there that might be still be in place to support them. Are there restaurants? Are there hotels to be able to 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 give these tourists a holiday that presumably they booked quite some time ago? About one third of the island uh, has been evacuated. So one third of hotels and restaurants uh, are not uh, available for the public at the moment. But in other areas that have not been affected by the fires tourism goes on. People are out on the beach. People are in the hotels going swimming. We noticed uh, power cuts from time to time uh, and of course there is enormous concern here uh, by the local population about whether more fires can come up because the situation is that it's still very hot it's not as hot as it was but the wind is up there is the danger for more fires of being sparked off at any moment because of the very very dry ground people know that this is a problem uh, that is going to be very big in the future and it, Greece over the last couple of years has also suffered wildfires. Two years ago I was on Avia and there was what they called a mega fire there which devastated large portions of the forest. So this is a very, very difficult problem for Greece. Okay, Bethany, thank you for taking us through that. Let's cross back again to Sofia Batitsa who's in uh, Reggio Calabria in southern Italy. Uh, Sophia, you know, we've spoken about the, the, the pressures on uh, the uh, firefighters, the pressures on those who are trying to support the all-important tourist industry. I wonder if you can tell us also about the pressures that are on the health authorities, because we have had some reports in Italy, haven't we, of elderly people who've died because of the effects of the heat. That's right, at least seven people have died in Italy in the last few days because of the bad weather. And of course, as you mentioned, this is putting pressure on hospitals across the country and emergency rooms. We have seen a 20% increase across the country in the number of patients that are coming in and showing symptoms of heat stroke, um, exhaustion, confusion and dehydration. Uh, now, we spoke to a doctor in in Palermo in Sicily who told us that some of her patients have died and it's not just because of the heat uh, but she said that the heat was definitely a contributing factor. She told us that she's very worried because she feels that it will be the, the people who are most at risk, you know, elderly people or young children who will pay the price of, you know, the, 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 the heat waves that we are seeing. And that's because for people who are a little bit older or for people 
people who have existing conditions being in these sorts of uh, temperatures can be can have devastating consequences and Celia it's not so much you know the people that are getting into hospital now is not so much people who go in the sun when it's at its hottest which is the afternoon but it's mainly because now Italians have been exposed to these temperatures for days and weeks and so that definitely takes a toll on people's health. Okay, Sofia, thank you for taking us through that. Sofia Battista speaking to us from southern Italy. And of course, we've also had Bethany Bell speaking from the island of Rhodes in Greece. Thank you to both of you.